Hi, shippers. Welcome to our first episode of Spooky Season 2021, our Wicked Spectacular. We are so excited that fall is finally here and we are reading and watching and listening to our favorite spooky tale. So let's get started with Wicked. Oh, yeah. And we have a special guest. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, the podcast where Devin and I and our occasional guests get together to gossip about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. <laughs> and today we are talking about the Broadway show Wicked as our start to the sweater, sweater weather, sweater weather, <laughs> <laughs> sweater weather and spooky season. There is so much to talk about when it comes to Wicked. So this episode, we are focusing on the friendship of Elphaba and Glinda mm-hmm. with some added commentary about Fierro as well, since oh, there's Devin a love triangle to there. Talk so about it's, it's necessary. It's necessary. <laughs> Yes. So I first saw Wicked on Broadway when it first came out. So star cast of Idina and Kristen Chenoweth and man, was it amazing. Like Broadway has always been special for my family. And we return to New York City every year for a new show. Shout out to Nam if she's listening. We love you. Um, This show lives in my heart and is one of my favorites still. Yes, I only just saw it maybe last year was a pandemic so oh so you saw it recently deb two or three years ago huh um yeah and i was like in the orchestra maybe like dang five rows deep look at you christina (laughs) have you seen it i saw it when i was like 15 um theater nerd i saw it in san francisco Um, my uncle who was actually a catholic priest um he got tickets and he took us through like this night at the theater and it was amazing. I'm actually going ah, to see nice. it in November on Broadway. <gasps> um, yeah. Good for you. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited. And I guess I stole the thunder That's of okay. introducing It's Christina. a perfect transition. Perfect transition. Um, so we all love Wicked. And today we have a special guest with us to help us dissect this friendship. So welcome to the show. And everyone give it up for Christina Herrera. Yeah. Yay! Hi. I'm so <laughs> excited. Thank you so much for having me on. I love all the fall pumpkin witchy things. Yeah, um, we love it. You know, so I'm so excited. Yes, we're so excited to have Christina on the show. And Christina and I worked together a few years ago. And I don't know, are you still in D.C.? I am still in D.C. Currently, okay. I'm in California, but I am still in still D.C. in D.C. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're both kind of in the D.C. area. And I wanted to invite her on because I always see her fun fall posts. And I just love getting to talk with spooky season lovers. Um, so welcome, Christina. We're excited to have you uh, now hopping right in. Okay, so now for our spoiler alert, we just wanted to let you all know that we're going to be going into plot details about the musical. So listen with caution. And let's hop into my very brief summary, because a lot happens in this (laughs) musical. Uh, So Wicked starts when the Wicked Witch of the West has died. The end of the original Wizard of Oz movie. 
And Galinda, or Glinda at this point, I guess, comes to tell her story to the town who hated the Wicked Witch. We are transported to the Wicked Witch's childhood, and we learn about her mother, who had passed away, and her father, who was just her mother's lover and eventually left. Her mother had drank some green potion that turned Alphaba, which is the Wicked Witch's real name, green. We then see her and her sister, Nessa Rose, going into college. That's kind of how the transition goes. Nessa's in a wheelchair, and Elfie is very protective over her. Elfie is then forced to room with Galinda, the good witch we saw earlier in the show, but she's being called Galinda at this point for some reason. Uh, The green outcast and the blonde popular girl hate each other at first, but eventually Galinda falls in love. What am I saying? I skipped a sentence. We're going to (laughs) move Um, but eventually Galinda gives her a makeover. This is where we get the, the popular song, of course, and they become good friends over their time at shiz. It's shiz, right? Oh my God. That's such a funny name <laughs> uh, over their time. at shiz. Galinda falls in love with Fiero, the prince, and they get together. Elfie loves him from afar, but they share a few moments. Much ensues. Elfie wants to work with the Wizard of Oz, finds out he's really evil, trying to oppress animals or something. And then she tries to take him down. In the end, Galinda changes her name to Glinda. And we see characters become the beloved ones we know from the Wizard of Oz. We see Fiero become the Scarecrow, Nessa, the Wicked Witch of the East, until she's hit by Dorothy's house, of course. Bach. Uh, Nessa's oppressed caretaker, the Tin Man, and so on. Glinda's forced to act like she hates Elfie and she is loved by the town. Elfie is hated even though she tried to take down the wizard. It's a whole thing. Eventually, Elfie fakes her death and goes on the run with Fiero. And that's how the story ends. (laughs) (sighs) You did it. I didn't even hit most of the things either. (laughs) Thank you. But there we have it. So... Let's dive right in. Go. Am I reading the first one? Yes, Devin. Your name Fantastico. is on it. Well, I don't have that, so. Devin and I are underprepared. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Starting. This musical has been on Broadway for 18 years and has seen much success. So what's so special about this particular story? Why does it continue to withstand time? Christina? Yeah, so I think it's family friendly. Um, I think a lot of what we see now, especially in the media and in movies, um, it's kind of explicit. Um, This show is something you can bring kids to. The music is very catchy. Um, Really, you show two friends, foes who become friends and a Mm -hmm. cute guy. And that's about every preteen that wants to see it. So I saw it like 14, 15. So I think I would know. And the original cast is Chenoweth and Dina Menzel. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, they're amazing. It seriously is. And I think a lot of people just also really resonate with the Wizard of Oz itself. Like, um, and that's why this show was given so much of a platform because it came from the perspective of the story that we already loved as a nation and as a, as the world, I guess. Um, and there's just great values in there, a killer tale. And it's just very wholesome. You know, you learn a, a lot watching the Wizard of Oz. And I think the backstory that this play lays out is really, really exciting to fans who have known The Wizard of Oz their whole life but didn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, I think it's an underdog story, but it also makes mm-hmm. you re-examine good and evil. And it just really makes you think. And the music is just powerhouse, like you said. I, I think Idina... Okay, 
I'll talk about this a lot. I think Idina or Adem Mazim or whatever John Travolta <laughs> calls her. Um, I think she really gave something special to the character of Alphaba that still lives on, even if she's not playing oh, Alphaba sure. like today. I think she really embodied the character. And I just I think there's so many things about this musical that they just hit right that. I don't know. That's why it still lives on and it's coming back after this COVID craziness. Um, so that's really, really good. Devin, yeah. do you have anything to add? You look like you do. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll chime in. I just think the story <laughs> is pure magic. Yes. Um, I think it's just that simple. The way that they weave old knowledge with new, it's just stunning how they weave that story all together. Um, and they play on everyone's uh, emotions with just the Wizard of Oz. And they take this book and make it into something um, come to life in a brand new story. Uh, and it actually makes you want to care about the characters and what happens to them. And, um, especially the wicked witch, like we get that almost like paradise lost transition where we actually oh, yeah. feel, feel compassionate for the evil person, mm -hmm. um, which I think is important. And the messages this play carries are timeless. And just even going to watch this, like before the curtain comes up and whatnot, like just watching the outs, like looking at the outside of the stage and everything, we had the dragon up top and we have all this like so green cool. and like the map and everything. Like it's, it's really cool just to like walk into the room. Um, so you know that it's just going to be a blast the entire time. So um, I think I kept thinking like, is this person really evil or are they just going against the government? Like, yes. Are they, are they just revolutionary? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, so. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Moving on. So second question, this is a different kind of enemies to lovers story, even though it's enemies to friends story, Devin, <laughs> enemy to lovers story than we're used to. What's the root cause of the division between Alphaba and Glinda and how do they overcome it? Okay. Um, I think obviously in the song, um, they really don't like each other. They're very mm -hmm. much opposites. Um, Glinda uh, is very like prissy and blonde. She says that in the song <laughs> and she's annoying and it's all about being popular. Right. But um, I think once they, obviously like we know in the story, um, she kind of is nice to Nessa, but or Nessie, Nessie, Nessa. I, Nessa, Nessa, Nessa Rose, sister, yeah, 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 something like. She's that. nice to her sister, and it was actually like a lie, and you know they become kind of cordial with each other. Um, but I think like when you kind of get to know your enemy a little bit, and then you start seeing the way they see the world, and then you become friends. I think that's exactly what we saw in Wicked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, Devin. What do you think? Like I said before, I'm a natural fan when it comes to enemies to lovers trope. Um, <laughs> but this one is just fun to see. Um, as an audience member, we know how the story is supposed to end. So it's definitely a blast to see how their relationship develops throughout. Um, what really stirs the pot for them, I think, is that they stand against everything the other person is. <laughs> uh, meaning like Alphaba despises Glinda's uh, prime motivator being vanity and the perception of others. And Glinda loathes Alphaba's very existence. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, but what ties them together is essentially mm -hmm. a shared desire for change. They both want to change and grow as a person mm -hmm. and they need to um, they, and they need each other in order for that to happen and for them to achieve their ultimate goal. Um, Glinda wants to be known for something. And it was set besides just like the pretty blonde, um, at least eventually she comes to realize that. And then Alphaba just wants to become great. She wants to learn more about this thing they call magic and just, um, 
experiment. So um, I think their friendship is a-okay. A-okay. I think they're both ambitious and I just think they're ambitious in different ways. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great and fun story of like youth and how you get over the pettiness of your youth because (laughs) they're both super young and naive at first and their first impressions of each other are what they go off of. Um, But once they start to dig further into the personality type of the other person, they realize that like they have much more in common deep down, especially when it comes to things like ambition and actually justice too, which is really, really interesting. Um, So I, I really love watching like, I don't like I don't love the coming of age movie in general like that trope. But I think that this does it really, really well in a way that young people can relate to it as well, because you all know the popular blonde girl. You all I mean, you don't all know the green girl, but like (laughs) you get get what I'm talking about. So I, I like how they come together rather than just like, you know. Most of these tropes, you just see them hate each other and bully each other throughout the whole the right. high school Absolutely. halls. But this is a redemption story. So it's pretty good. Yeah. I think with popular, she thought I'm going to give you this makeover and make kind of give you my worldview. So you're yep. like me and you're popular. And then it became an actual friendship. Uh, and I, I wasn't expecting that, at least when I saw it for the first time. It's so right. cute. Like you're watching popular and you're like, she's like Alpha's going to hate this. But then it's like cute because they kind of resonate with each other in that yep. moment. Yes. And, and when she says like, you're beautiful and it's like the sweetest, purest moment in the whole thing. We got to do more friendships, Devin. This is just so Oops. fun. <laughs> All right. Moving along. What makes this unlikely friendship work? How do these two help make each other better and stronger as friends? And what do they need from each other? Well, I think we kind of talked about it. Christina, you look like you had something. No, I was going to say that is a lot. (laughs) And I was going to say, I think we kind of, we did touch on it. They were both ambitious, but they were very much the opposites. Mm -hmm. Um, They couldn't stand each other. They were ambitious for different reasons, different motives. Um, And I think that's what made them work. They balanced each other out. One was, they were both radical on different spectrums, (laughs) different sides. Um, But that's pretty much, I think, my take. Yeah. And I think that like, they kind of fill in each other's gaps a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like Glinda brings Elfie out of her shell and um, Elfie kind of teaches Glinda to be humble a little bit and see the people who are below her um, or she thinks are below her. Uh, And you see this play out in their relationship because like we're saying, they're both ambitious. They want to get something done, but I think they both need to be brought down a peg in a sense, like at different times, the two teach each other some very valuable lessons about, One, you know, coming out of your shell and doing something or, you know, being humble. So I think that you need both of those values to truly be like wise and able to accomplish something. And in the end, I think we do see them accomplish something kind of together. So, yeah. Yeah. I think in the song, like even again in popular, she says like, it's the way you're viewed. She wants to be perceived as good. Yeah. What is good? And they both explore what is good in two completely They define that term. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a lot more about good and evil in the following questions, because that's like the theme of this is just like, what is good and what is truly evil? Because so many people look at the Wicked Witch of the West, especially when Wizard of Oz first came out. That was like the picture of like evil, you know? Right, exactly. And then you get this whole flip around of it, which is great. But yeah, I think they do eventually see the good in each other and in themselves Mm -hmm. for that matter. Uh, They let down their guards and after spending so much time with their enemy, it 
isn't long before their fake friendship becomes real. And I think they challenge each other, but in a, like a much more healthier manner, um, they push each other to make choices that ultimately change them for good. Um, I think what they need from each other is love in its simplest form. Alphaba has never received love before. She's like the black sheep of the family. And Glinda has only ever experienced fake love from her adoring fans and the people around her. Um, so it isn't until they finally settle the, uh, the different, their differences that they truly begin to accept um, a healthy love in their life. So mm-hmm. I think that's what they see each other for who they are and they just love on each other, which I think is really cool. For sure. All right, cool. Next question. Is it wrong for Glinda to ask Elphaba to conform and realize her one stream of working alongside the wizard is becoming reality instead of following her conviction? Is she asking too much? Does she have good reasoning? What are our thoughts? Um, oh, I'm so torn. I'm like 50, 50 <laughs> like, I get it. Like her again, like her whole being is, you know, being popular, being well viewed, having mm-hmm. this good standing character. Um, and I get wanting that for your friend and thinking like, yep. well, girlfriend, you're already green. So like, well, I'm trying to help you out <laughs> and get you a good standing in this, in this world. And I, and, but I do understand um, you have to understand who your friends are and take that, take them out how they are and accept that. So I right. feel it's really torn. Seven. I think so. Um, at this point, Glinda still hasn't learned that acceptance isn't everything. Um, she's failing in, uh, she's falling into her own, like her old ways and wants to be liked by all. I do think she asked too much of Elphaba. Yes, that was her dream, but dreams change, especially when the wizard is a fraud and harming innocent people or animals for that matter. Um, Sure, she doesn't want to start an all out wizarding war, but if she would have supported Alphabet in public, they probably would have turned the tides and revealed the truth along the way. Much sooner. Correct. Um, and Glinda's weakness ultimately becomes Elfie's problem to deal with instead of Glinda's, her, like, she kind of dismisses the problem. So now it's Elfie who has to deal with the problem. Um, Which is so frustrating. It is frustrating. The whole thing is frustrating. Watching <laughs> Elfie get like the tides turned on her and oh God, it just pisses me off to no, to no end. But Christina, you were going to say something? No, I just, uh, yeah, that really makes me mad too. Um, I think like <laughs> the whole, that she rejects like social popularity, political popularity. And that's just so like mind blowing yep. um, to Glenda. And I think, but I, I, I understand. I think it is a lot to ask of her. Um, but then it's kind of hard because when they do part ways, like they both in the song, they both clearly understand the other side, but yeah. they know, like this is it. So I think so. that that point defying gravity is like when they choose to like part ways in that moment mm-hmm. is like such a strong moment of growth for them yeah it's like two adults making choices and going separate ways and that's just so important because we the whole beginning of the show has just been these two girls in college and i resonate with it so dang much (laughs) like we are what in our oh god i'm 26 that's disgusting yeah but um but I think it's like, this is the age that this is happening to us. Mm. Like we have, you know, so many different things and desires and wishes. And 
Defying gravity still makes me cry because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. But either I think way, it's so prevalent even now yeah. because even today, a lot of the reason why friendships are breaking is sadly because of politics. Which way on the spectrum are you? Which yes. what are you fighting for? And I think that like, I love you. I hope you're happy, but like, this is it. And yes, I think you still see that now. I think we do, and I think. I think that's a really good like connection to make. Like I'm going through the same thing. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are this year mm-hmm. and I think that this really just defi- it puts it puts to, you know, song what puts in perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. But they still love each other, which is the difference. Yes. And that's really Absolutely. it shows really mature adults mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They've moved on from being just like college girls that are petty or want to like mm-hmm. get at each other. They now realize like okay, I love you no matter what you decide. But I can't. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other from a distance. Absolutely. Right. Um, so moving in to our next question, are there ways that Galinda and Alphaba, even at the very beginning, are more alike than they realize? Yeah, we talked about this. It's mm-hmm. essentially, they both have a sense for justice. They, bo- they both love the same dude, which I don't really understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they are both really ambitious women, which is beautiful to see because there are so many different kinds of ambitious women out there. And it's embodied in these two. And it's great. Yeah. But also, why do they both love Fiero? Like that dude, we'll talk, we're getting right into yeah, the yeah. We're going to get to him very shortly. <laughs> Either way, that's my thoughts on this one. I'll stop there. Christina. No, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think we covered that. Um, again, they're both very ambitious. And I think maybe that's why it has also stood the test of time. If you really think about it, this whole musical could be like a girl power feminist. It could. <laughs> so I think that plays perfectly. I'm behind today. it. <laughs> Devin, you got any thoughts? Um. Apart from their mutual desire for healthy love, they also have their aspirations to be the best Witch mm-hmm. of Oz, which again is goes into the what you guys were already mentioning. Both strive in their own way to achieve this goal and in their pursuit of it makes the other one stronger and their desire for that title to be that much stronger as well. So mm-hmm. uh, like you guys said, they're both powerhouses in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, for some reason, like Leslie Nope just popped in my head and I don't yes, know why, but like Leslie, yeah, nope. she, we bring her in too much, <laughs> <laughs> but I think but, it's interesting that you say they both want to be the best witch of Oz because we come back to that theme of what does it mean to be the best witch of Oz? What does it mean to be good? good does it mean to right. be liked by the most amount of people or does it mean to be really like exactly. true, which is what you see at the end. Glinda is like liked by everyone, but Elphaba is following the truth, which exactly. is like, and no one likes her. So it's like, okay, who really is the best witch? Mm. I, I'm going to make a statement right now, but <laughs> uh, anything else to add? I think, I think we covered it. Okay. Now we get into Fiero time, which... <laughs> You know my thoughts, Devin. Uh, along the way, Fiero, Prince of the Winkies, is caught in the <laughs> What a name. Let's just talk a, about that for a, a moment. What a Take name. a moment to appreciate <laughs> Prince of the Winkies. I think it really <laughs> sums up who he is. <laughs> Fiero, Prince of the Winkies, is caught in the crossfire between these two witches. How do both girls influence him and his growth or lack thereof? Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think uh, 
well, I don't know why he goes along with it. It's such a sham. Like, we all know he doesn't love Glinda. So that, that, that just bothers me. Um, but I do think he's being influenced by both in both ways, doing the norm, what's expected of you, mm-hmm. um, and defi- literally defying gravity, being with someone you really love and going against what you know, against the government, the government, which you, <laughs> the government officials uh, and Oz, which you do see at the end in the second act. So I think, again, he's being pulled in two different ways, two different paths of life. Both Glinda and Elphaba have their own influence on Fiero. And I think that with Glinda, he does at points find himself attracted and and not in love, but at least love her um, and cares for her. However, they they met when they were both shallow. So they just gave into each other's shallow nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't develop any deep feelings for each other because they were just like on this plain level surface. Um, she was popular and attractive and well, he was the quote unquote football player that went with the cheerleader. So um, they kind of were just like two pieces that were like meant to be together in a sense. Um However, as they both matured, they grew apart and Fierre had his eyes set on Alphaba. But what I do enjoy is that like so many times um, it's mentioned like he's brainless and, and it's like the foreshadowing of like him becoming the scarecrow later on. But he's like yeah. brainless or doesn't like think for himself or still doesn't so. make sense. Logically, <laughs> we're going to talk about it later. Scarecrow when in the Wizard of Get Oz, the scarecrow hates the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> Explain that to me. Go ahead. Devin, Moving on. Um, so. I, I really do like that Alphaba has the most influence in his change of heart and character. She shows him that there's more than just dancing through life, quote unquote. She challenges him to think for himself and to follow through with his convictions. And I love their growth as a couple. Um, they they work together. Um, mm-hmm. In the moment where she has nobody, he was still there to back her up, mm-hmm. um, which I think is essential for a healthy relationship this guy yeah he's kind of a dope and like he's kind of a free spirit (laughs) and i here's the thing he kind of falls in with whatever takes him and i think like he he kind of flies with the wind and that's why at first like he so easily falls into galinda's arms because it just like you said makes sense galinda isn't good for him because i think she just keeps him in a superficial state and doesn't really challenge him at all um he's more superficial when he's with her for sure i think him and Elfie are truly meant to be. And it she she kind of forces him to grapple with the hard things and the reality of feelings. And that's what someone who is afraid of that kind of stuff, who just dances through life, really needs. And that's why I think that they do well together. Um, the problem is, and we'll talk about this in the next question, I just don't really like him that much. Like, it's yeah. clear that, <laughs> yeah, it's clear that out of the two, She's better for him, but I don't know if he's good for her is the problem. Mm. So, Devin, why don't you ask us our question? Mm. We got to talk about this. All right. Devin's incensed. He's so mad right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just not satisfied. Anyways, next question. (laughs) Is the relationship between Alphaba and Fiera believable or is it just a fantasy? Um, Your boyfriend running off with your friend i think that's believable (laughs) (laughs) i think that's very believable um whoops (laughs) drop that (laughs) it's believable in the sense that you're right people do change 
and your influence changes. And I think we see that from act one to act two, Mm -hmm. um, where he is really this dumb guy just kind of dancing through life. And then he goes to try to defend Alfie and to save her. Um, And you kind of see where his priorities shift. And I think, unfortunately, we see that a lot in breakups and that their priorities that once were like five years ago in the beginning, they're not the same anymore. So I think this is just an extreme version, extreme case. (laughs) <laughs> it is. I I don't think it's like a fantasy in itself. Like you said, there are a lot of very realistic aspects of what happens. Um, I think it's unlikely Fiero would have been strong-willed enough to, to do all that he did for Elfie in the end, leaving Glinda and dying or whatever he was doing. I don't know if he actually died or like he got shot he or beat or died, something. Yeah. yeah. I think it's unlikely he would have done that after the character that we met throughout the whole beginning. I, I think like that's the point though. Maybe he needed her. So, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's more fantasy. Like that a man like that would end up growing in this way. Like, I, I don't think that him and Elfie and this gets back to why I hate that song so much. I don't see my, the, the song that's like, uh, and then you were mine or what is it called? Oh, as long as you're mine. As long as you're mine. <laughs> I can't stand that because ultimately it doesn't leave me with a good feeling about the two of them. And I, I just don't know if he would have been strong willed enough as the character that I know Fiero to be to like actually do all of that. So either way, could Elfie have fought like fell in love with and happily marry a prince? Yeah, she deserves that. I don't think that's a fantasy, but Fiero, I think he's a bit weak of a prince. He's the prince of the freaking winkies of all things. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we don't get enough of his character development. I will admit that maybe we don't get enough, but at the same time with what we have, I just don't really think he's good enough for her. See, while I think there are moments of doubt from both Alphaba and Fiero, uh-huh. <laughs> I love how dedicated they are for each other. And that's what I'm going to come back to. Um, even when there are numerous obstacles in their way and they can have the happy life and ignore all the wrong in the world, they will die on that hill together, which I think, mm-hmm. which is what I think is essential. Um, which I don't think it's believable. Ah! I, think, like, I think he follows <laughs> suit with Alfie because he really like sacrifices his livelihood, his status. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sacrifices everything to kind of like step in and be there for her. Um, and you see, I feel like that shift, that change in him by watching Alfie and seeing what she's doing. And I feel like we, maybe we don't see his character enough, but we sense that like he's, he's developed, he's developed as a human. Right. He's and I think in the man. second act, you do get like that the sense. head, isn't he the head guard in yes. the second act? So like he So we miss a lot. That's essentially right. what but... it is. Like I have this idea of Fiero as the young boy. I don't know. That's why it's really quick to me. So maybe it is what we miss there, but um, maybe like Glinda never let him be his own person because maybe. she so much. I think he just lived up to what he thought everyone expected him to be like he becomes that sure. guard who just is mindless still he just follows orders but then um, why would he change for, i mean i guess elfie inspired him i just because I he wants to make his own choices and it's for her that he's making the choices for i think it's still happen. not sold yeah no i think he's trash Uh, see i love their bros it's it's the principle that like you are with like my best friend and then that's fair that's fair (laughs) devin i'm getting back at you for teaming up against me with the snape conversation okay he said okay do you read harry potter christina yes what do you think about snape 
I think he's really irritating, but he's really strong. He's is like he redeemed at the end? I love is him. Devin says he's not redeemed at the end. I say 100% he's redeemed. I think he is. I think he uh, is. Look. Thank Gross. you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> but this is why I'm getting back at you for that, that you did to me with my cousins, Megan right. and Katie. I'm talking to you. But um, OK, next question before mm-hmm. I go down a rabbit hole of snake <laughs> hatred and love. OK, do Elphaba and Fierro make the right decision to not tell Glinda of their plan? How would this make you feel? I think they made the right decision. It's, it's crappy, and I, but I think they made the right decision because really, can we trust her? No. Like, if the whole point, exactly, the whole point is to go and be safe and get out of Oz, I think they made the right decision. Um, I would be livid if because I think maybe because we're girls, Jeff, mm-hmm. and like we see this as like, it can happen, and <laughs> we have girl best friends, and it's crappy, but this is life. Um, so I think like that's kind of where I was, I'm coming from. I would be furious but also this is a musical and (laughs) not witches so true Devin this is a tough one for me I really don't know if leaving her out of the plan is for the best why yes it keeps them safe and Elphaba doesn't have to worry about being hunted down but Glinda is too important of a friend to leave in the dark um after everything after everything they've been through she deserves to know that she's at least safe yeah i i go back and forth i think they're doing it one for for glinda's safety as well correct um and two for their own safety so i think it's a fair decision i think it would really effing hurt and i i okay i don't know if i'd say fair i think it is a justifiable decision for the emergency that they were going through is it fair overall when we look at Alfie and Glinda's friendship? I don't really know. Um, but ultimately, I would say I would make the same decision. But if someone did that to me, I'd be mad. So it's very like, <laughs> I don't really know what I feel about it. <laughs> I think like at the end, um, obviously, like Glinda accepts that he does not love her, that he loves Alfie. But again, for their own safety. And then what was what was Glinda going to do? Go with them? Like you're, yeah, you're still in love with the guy I'm in love with. Like I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, come live yeah. with us. It'll be yeah. great. <laughs> Fierro's plan all along was to get both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Very 2021. So. <laughs> Devin. All right, moving on. What do we think of the ending and how Glinda and Alphaba's relationship ends? So a little, take it first. a little stemming off of our last one, but I'm sad because I mean, ultimately, I think Glinda tells her story, right? That's what we're led to assume. So she doesn't it doesn't end the most tragically it could have, but it's right. sad. It's like it's a fast ending. I wish we got more like I wish we saw them sort of reunify in a more significant way. It escalates way. very quickly. Yes, it does. But I think that the story called for it. Um, and I think it was more realistic that we didn't receive like a huge reunification mm-hmm. moment as sad as it like makes it um, for us watching, because at the same time, would it have been good for them to see each other? Like after Elphaba stole or not stole, she didn't steal him after Fierro did what he did. Like, I don't really know how that would have ended up anyway. Um so I, I the past two questions I've sort of been like not indifferent on, but unsure of how to answer because 
I understand the ending. I just don't like love it. It doesn't leave me satisfied. What do you guys think? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. It is really sad. Uh, I was kind of bummed when I watched it. I felt like there was this long middle and then the ending was like five minutes. Yes. What just happened? Um, It did make me sad, but it's very real life. Um, You don't always get these like this closure. Um, Sometimes it just ends the way it ends. And I always think of for good um, because I knew you might have been changed for good. And that's I love that song. All you need. And then you're kind of like, this is this is how it ends. Like, this is awful. But I've been changed for good. Um, I think it's very realistic. Devin, you have anything to add? Yeah. Um, Just repeating what you guys said like i'm not a fan of this ending um but i think it's necessary for both of them the the closure it's it's, yeah the not it's It's not not really closure closure. it's just the end no it's it's sad to see them part ways in this manner the show really builds up their relationship and the importance of human relationships overall and their lasting impact so this ending bodes well with that but even so, I feel bad that Glinda is still left in the dark and that like they never get to repair anything. It's just a matter of, okay, we've closed the door. We also don't know that they never see each other again. Like, then I, yeah, I think that might be like the honest like truth and it might be like what, what draws people to it is that it is very real life. You don't always get You're that right. ending. Yeah. Um, you like that La La Land that we had. I, <laughs> don't even talk to me about La La Land right now, Devin. I hate that movie. I love I that it. movie. We just I, did ending, it. We just covered it. The ending is terrible. It's awful. I love the ending. It's so, it's terrible. Okay. It makes me feel horrible. But I love yeah, it. like if I wanted to be disappointed by love, I would just look at my own love life. I wouldn't watch a movie. <laughs> like, I, wouldn't turn I don't need on a, a movie. movie to tell me this. <laughs> Listen, okay, let's hop out of this reality conversation and into the more fun ones. Okay, so it's time. What's your favorite song? Popular. 100% I called it, Devin. Didn't I call it? You did. You did. Yeah, Devin? when I was young, oh. I, I I was obsessed with it. I sung it like every other day. It was my ringtone. It's a freaking great song. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. It's really good. Um, I just think there's a lot to choose from. I Like we said it a little bit earlier, not a little bit, like a while earlier, Wicked has some really powerhouse songs, and I think they do a really good job at just like showcasing um, different emotions, different characters, really getting um, everybody to have their kind of like moment to shine. Um but just out of the blue, like one that I'm thinking of that's not necessarily as popular, you might say, uh, <laughs> is Go like ahead. the is the Wizard and I. Um, I think it's a really good. It's Alphaba's like I want this moment and her just like giddiness and her excitement and like she's just ready to go out there and conquer the world. Um, she's thinking about like what she wants, what her dreams, her aspirations, and. Um, what it means to just get outside of her family and Mm. be who she wants to become. And um, I don't know. I just, that song's just a fun one. I I also like dancing through life. I was listening to it before because I was like, what is my favorite? And although Steph 
chose a really good one and she'll say it very shortly. Like, like I said, there's just so many, so many good ones. And I didn't want to say define gravity because that's like the, I was going to say, that's the obvious, that's the obvious objectively the best one on the album, but in order not to choose that one, I chose for good because I think for good, it's so good. And for good is the other one that starred on the album. So it's super cliche too, Mm -hmm. but I, just look, I think it sums up the entire conversation that we just had. Mm-hmm. They even talk about like, you know, I don't know if I was changed for the better, but I know that you influenced my life in some way. And like, this is how it's going to end. And it's like, it's sad because I I've listened to this song at multiple times in my life and just really resonated Same. with it. Like, and, and cried and, and in you the resonate, car. You resonate yeah, you know? with it for different reasons, too. Yeah. Like, you don't always have the same feeling. It's true. Every time you listen to it. It's different every time. So. It's very true. So I I love that song. I think it's just a really good, it's not just like a musical song. You know what I mean? It's one you could listen to in life too. So yeah, I I love that song. I cannot listen to it without like stopping and like just thinking of like my whole life and (laughs) all my heartbreaks. It's it's devastating. It's very special. The, The thought that like people come into your lives and they leave an impression on you and they might not be there for eternity, but they're still there with you throughout um, this portion of your journey in a sense. I think that's essentially the message that gets crossed. And I love that piece of it, um, that everyone just has their imprint. They leave a mark on you. Mm. Cool. I love it. Take us home, Devin. Yeah. So not home just yet. We have one final one and then we'll get to it, right? Yes. Okay. I added an extra. (laughs) We have an extra one. As this is the first of our spooky season episodes, what's your favorite spooky story or spooky couple of all time and why? Oh my gosh. Uh, We're putting her on the spot. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to go or you want us to go first? You guys can go first. Give me a second. Go. I'll give you a second. (laughs) So mine, mine, and we go back to this. We went back to this last year. Phantom of the Opera. One of my favorites. It's like insane i we didn't do an episode on them yet because we want to go to new york and film it there um even though Devin is like that's never gonna happen it's happening (laughs) um i love gothic romance and i Mm. i don't think normally people would count this as like a spooky couple but jane Eyre is my top favorite like it would take the top spot on my list if you would consider it spooky you'd have to give me a concession and that's predictable for everyone that knows stuff how rude (laughs) Devin! get off my for everyone that's been with us for the past year plus like you know Steph by now you know you know that she's choosing Jane if you know you know (laughs) Devin what about you so I didn't pick a uh, a couple just because we chose couples last last um spooky season um and mine were trash so don't don't at me (laughs) but um one of my favorite spooky stories is ish spooky-ish story is Frankenstein. Um, I did not necessarily enjoy reading it my first time because I mean, I was in high school. um, It was over the summer. So like, I really did not get invested into it, but discussing Frankenstein was one of my favorite things. um, When we got back to the classroom, Um, I loved writing about it. It was just so much to pull from. Um, and yeah, I don't know what it is about Frankenstein, but there's just, I, I, it calls to me in some fashion. Uh, to be fair, like I said, I haven't read a whole lot of spooky-esque 
books like Dracula and like I haven't yeah. got, I haven't gotten there. Last um, year we had Antoinette who had she loves thrillers and oh, like yeah. thrasher movies and stuff. Absolutely. And for us, for me, it's like I like spooky. I don't like too much. Nope. But uh, Christina, what about you? Have you decided yet? Wow. Um. So, wow. <laughs> do you have um, a Do you have a spooky movie that you watch or something that you're like, okay, um, it's it's okay. this time of year. I need so, to watch this. I'm obsessed with Hocus Pocus. Okay. Uh, it's fair, such a cliche. Fair. Um. But I that is actually, one thing I will watch. I'm going to Salem this Halloween. Get out! Um, I want to go. Trip. I booked a trip, and I'm getting like some kind of like spooky tattoo while I'm there. That's so um, fun. I love it so much, so I don't want to be That's like, really cool. annoying, but I would probably say Max and Allison. Oh, um, look at you. I know. Just I love it. Like, it's so cliche and everyone is like obsessed with it now, but I was obsessed with it when I was like seven. Yeah. So back in dibs. the original days. <laughs> yeah. You were a hipster. I love it. Yeah, oh. exactly. Exactly. And then in Halloween Town, too, I don't know if you guys know this, the actress and actor that play Marnie and... Um, I can't even think of this. Do you, have you seen Halloween Town? Yes, I've I seen don't it. remember mm-hmm. the characters yes, though. I know Marnie. Son, Marnie and Calabar's son. So they reconnected and they have been together for like the last three years in real life. Get out. Wow. Yeah. They're like on each other's Instagram. Like he, I think she's still acting and he's like a real estate agent. It's like wow. the cutest thing. We All love right. it. We love. That's perfect. That's All right, really Devin. Cool. So take us home now. I think it's your turn. Okay, I'll read it. Now, <laughs> this is the question we asked. Every single episode, do we ship it? First, do we ship Elfie and Galinda as a friendship? And then who do we ship Fiero with, if at all? Yes, I ship them as friends <laughs> because they were, they could not have literally lived without each other during that time. They needed True. each other through that time. Um, and obvi- I, I 100% ship it. Um, some people are meant to just be in your life for a while, not forever. Aww. And... Oh, I just, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't Thank like him. God. I, you know, I ship him like alone and yes. I ship the figuring out his own self. <laughs> yes, he needs to work on some things, but <laughs> I mean, ultimately he did like kind of man up for Alfie. So I guess if I have to. Good. Devin. Yes. And yes. <laughs> you wait, who do you ship him with? Alfie? Sh- yes. I think it's necessary. Thank you, Devin. I'm glad know, you have but, that opinion. But regardless, um, Glinda and Elfie are a really good friendship to just mm-hmm. look at and view and um, kind of like put yourself in their shoes and see like, okay, how are people in my life really transforming me and making mm-hmm. me a better person? Um, I love their friendship and I would love to see more about them. Um, me too. Your thoughts, Steph? I ship, I ship Elfie and Glinda. And if I had to ship Fiero with someone, it would be Elfie. Um, but can I ship Elfie and Glinda? Like, <laughs> I ship that, honestly. Let's talk about that. No, but I mean, ultimately, they're the best of friends. Like, I, I want to see them reunite in the future. Mm-hmm. They both okay. deserved a better man, truthfully. They did. They really did. Yeah, you're not wrong. He wasn't the best choice, but if he had to be with someone, it'd be Elfie. It would have been Elfie. Yeah. All mm. right. There you have it. Our thoughts on Elfie Glinda's friendship. How would we put that together? Elinda Glelfie. I don't really know. We'll have Something to work like on that. it. A yeah. Green love triangle. 
Yes, <laughs> that's great. So for now, we are going to hop into our commenter section because we got three comments for this. So people yes. really love Wicked. Wow. Um, yeah. So here's our comment from Julia. Julia says, I saw the show a couple of years ago in London and last weekend in Hamburg. I just saw the show and didn't and did not read the book. Same to us. We talked about the show. Yep. Um, so I don't know what or if anything is missing from the friendship. Um, if the friendship aspect misses the depths and depth in the show, Glinda or rather Galinda is a typical blonde, pink, rich and superficial girl. Elphaba is the more or less typical outsider. After Elphaba helps Glinda to be taught by a certain teacher, Glinda sees behind the greenishness and sees the kind side of Elphaba and Elphaba gets somehow adopted by Glinda and goes with it. I'm not really sure how they develop a deep and real friendship, honestly. But the story is over a long period of time. It seems years and the show can show only bits and pieces of the most important things. I think for Glinda, it's hard to grow and learn to be less naive and to see more than her own little world. Later, she's between two sides, Alphaba and what's really going on and then what the people believed. And I think she really does struggle inside with that. I love the show. It's truly magical. And I can just recommend it to everyone. Thank you, Julia. We yes. appreciate your Thank comment. Thank you for writing that and sending it in. That's awesome. Um, I love hearing about it. So our next comment, and I love hearing about other people's experiences with the show too. Yeah, because I think they're sure. all just like very special in that sense. Um, but it is a our, special show. Yeah. Our next comment is from Kiwi and the Bird Podcast. Um, they say, "I think their friendship is kind of bittersweet in that they bond, they become close, they become friends, but then they drift apart and become divided. It's a fantastical reflection of what sometimes happens in real life." where who you once were so close to is now no longer really a part of your life. Um, and that's what we were commenting Sad. on too, the, the realistic yeah. nature of their friendship. And um, although it is sad, like just the beauty in it as well um, is really cool too. So thank you for saying that. And um, we love hearing from you guys. We appreciate you all. For sure. Okay. Last comment we have here. Um, it comes from Allie. Allie says, amazing. And there are hyphens in there. So she really did. Amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not love their friendship and the journey it takes? All right, cool. Short comment, but it's short and to the point. I think we also agree. So thank you all so much for sending in comments and thank you a million to Christina. We loved having you on the show. It was yes, so much thank fun. You. I had so much fun. This was, this was, you'll have to join us again. You guys need to do Once Upon a Time because I'm obsessed with that whole series. I want to do Once Upon a Time. Okay. That'd be awesome. Christina will invite you on. That's a lot of a lot of work though. That's yep. huge. It is. <laughs> but yes, love it. We'll love to do it in the future. Let's go. Right. Um so yes. Now, drum roll, please. Who will we be talking about next week? Um, we're going to be jumping into our next spooky couple, which are the Macbeths. <laughs> what am I saying? The Macbeths <laughs> from Macbeth, William Shakespeare's play. Classic. I cannot wait. Jumping into more spooky season fun. Okay. So thanks to everyone so much for listening. If you'd ever like to join us for an episode or send in a comment, please reach out over social media or email us at weshipitpodcast.gmail.com. Yes, we love hearing from you guys. Please hit us up on social media. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and follow and review wherever you listen. Um, the more you react with our own content, um, the more it's seen by more people and 
everyone just gets to enjoy it. So please sure. um, do what you can to get us out there and for spread the word to your friends and family because we love to hear yes, from you all. We appreciate and you. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Season, our Wicked Spectacular. We love you, shippers. See you next time. Go out and defy gravity. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. <laughs>